some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so... Get listening. Hello? We're on. Oh, it did change. Let's get wider. <sighs> what are you talking about? That's a, that's a great start, isn't it? Oh, it's embarrassing, isn't it? That, that is embarrassing. Back here, it's clinked. I mean, that angled. That'd be easier, wouldn't it? It's back to normal. Back to normal. Uh, what we're referring to as this is podcast format only um, is the sheer size of me, really. Behemoth sat there. And it's actually given some context into the sizes of us. Because when you see us on camera and we're not in the same room, you could be sorely mistaken to think that we'd be the same size. Yeah. Quite clearly we're not. Dan looks as though he's no. sat four yards back. But uh, but this is podcast format and you can't see it. But I'm sure you've all got vivid imaginations. Well, too vivid probably knowing these stories. But yeah, we talk about it. But yeah, we're, we're, we're actually in the same room there this time. For the, for the, is it the first one or did we have one when you came to visit? No, no, this is the we didn't have one when we came to visit, but this is the first one in the same room since the 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 I guess can we call it a series? It's not really a series. Since the first shows, since since the early days, the glory is glorious. Um, and we've just been having a discussion off air, and we might even start doing those fancy ones. Do you know where you can film them and you're in the same room and you've got like a microphone in the middle and all that jazz? Uh, we might even start doing those. So. If you want us to do those and you like the podcast, won't you fucking share it then? Because, <laughs> oh, I say this, I had a go at you last week on last week's podcast, but we're releasing this one before we've actually put it out. So I can't have a go too much. Because they definitely would have done it. Because they definitely would have. They definitely would, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But just another, another, um, another call, I guess, for give us a share, give us a like, give us a, you know, boost up. And, and all of that, yeah, all of that, all of that, all of that. So, um, so yeah, we're in the same room. Dan has moved to Dubai. How are you liking Dubai so far? It's nice. It's warm, isn't it? It is warm. Yeah, it, it, it is warm. That. It's known for that. It's yeah. like the yeah. How do you think all the time? Yeah, all the time might be a bit warm. Might when I get but, back, um, so when I get back, it's the same. Yeah. Here he is, then, Mister Dubai. <laughs> warm out there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> every everyone, every time, yeah, everyone, yeah, 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 everyone, yeah. <laughs> I bet you're cold over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are as well, and you live here because it's because it's cold. You know what is it? It's like it's when people go. Oh, I bet you, uh, bet you're enjoying the sun, aren't you? I'm like, no, no, I've been working. I'm really sad. Inside, same. Much like people don't sit outside, you know, in England during yeah. the day because yeah. they're working. Same yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, I bet you're hating the rain, aren't you? No, no, because I'm sat inside, you know, I'm not, I don't actually get rained on, so it's, it's fine. It's the same thing. Here he is, a traveller. All right, mate, give it a rest. But, uh, yeah, it's it's mad, isn't it? But it's just conversation. I think people struggle for conversation, don't they? And straight away, it's, it's a talking point, isn't it? When somebody uh, is, is, I guess, different to, you know, just what they were doing 
Well, you are essentially the same person as you were last week when you were in Bath, but you know now you live in Dubai, so that's straight away a, a little talking point, isn't it? It's like, oh, you love it out there. What do you always oh, do? Yeah, all that. Yeah, oh, it's just the same. Yeah. Always the same. Always the same. But uh, we had our we had our first work day yesterday. Um, mainly work, some golf. A little, uh, little bit of golf in there is nice. Nice. I reckon Mike's going to get the bug. I reckon within a few weeks, he's going to get that bug. A couple of lessons. The thing is, is that it is, I do enjoy it. Like, I do enjoy it. And the thing with me is I'm quite competitive. Now, if I know that there's absolutely zero hope that I'm going to be any good, I, I just won't do it. So that's why I'm good at the things that I do, I tend to be, because I just stay away from the stuff I'm not. Like, I don't know, swimming, for example. Not the best swimmer. So I don't go swimming. It's okay. that yeah, it's that simple. I just don't go. So all the stuff that I used to be able to do, I would do it all right. And and this, I think, you could see a you, you could see progression. You could yeah. see a little progression. Uh, but I'm no Tiger Woods. Not yet, mate. Yeah. Like, but we'll I I missed the ball less. We'll put it that way. I had one of my old clients, Chris. You know, he put the me hitting yeah. the ball. Yeah. And he went. That's the worst swing I've ever seen. No need for that, is it, Chris? You know, yeah. It's not the worst I've ever seen, because I hit the ball, and it went. I went, I picked up a, go- a golf for about three times. He went, oh, in that case, it's quite good there. Yeah. You backtracked. No, yeah, yeah. You backtracked. He went back on his words. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thanks, Chris. One of those. Um, no, I reckon, mate, I reckon a few lessons, and you'll, you'll get that bug light. It's, it's, not an easy, um, it's not an easy skill in any way, shape, or form. And I think a lot of people who are good at golf, it's easy to look at someone swing and laugh at them if you've played for like 10 years. Yeah. Well, obviously, you've been playing for 10 years, much like much like other people laughing in the gym because they can't do back squats. Like, yeah, yeah. I've done it before. So it's exactly that. You can't have a go at them. And it's that whole thing of just to see someone, you know, back squatting with five kilos on each side doesn't mean that they're shitter than you. It just means they haven't had as, as much practice as you. Yeah, exactly. Because like you said, you said it's about repetition mm. and repetition and repetition because it is a skill. And like, you know, and it's why it's, it's why as well, there's no point you just going out on the golf course and trying to hit balls now. You might as well get lessons first. 100%. Because when you have those repetitions then you'll be, you'll know what you need to do. Oh, look, like I would never go out on a golf course. Like, like I've just said there, I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. So I just don't do them. So the thought of me going on the golf course now just puts me right off because I'd be like, I'd be embarrassed. If I was playing with people, I'd just be embarrassed because I'd be I'd be the worst or one of the worst. Mm. Like depending on the level. Obviously, if the level was good, I would be the worst. If it was all beginners, who knows? It's a free for all. But I don't like being shit at something. So, like to me, it's mortifying to be like, right, we'll go and play around the golf because I would just let the side down, and I don't like letting the side down. But you can see that how it would work is that you would just it's like everything though, like everything. It, it's it's practice. You'll, so I'll get there. You'll get there. I'll it's, get there. You know, it's the same like same coaching. I know, like just to draw on the parallel, but like it's much harder to work with someone who's got shitloads of bad habits. We have to undo first before you can reinforce good habits. And someone who comes in and goes, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. All right then, I can do that. Whereas someone comes in and be like, Oh, I've done it this way for years, and it's kind of like been all right. It's going to take you a lot longer to undo all those habits and learn the good ways. So there you go. Same with everything, isn't it? Same with everything. I guess that feeds into this uh, this week's topic, I guess, is that people with habits that need undoing uh, in terms of like, we'll, we'll have people who are like fixed to one approach. I had a consultation with a guy maybe a month and a half ago. Didn't didn't follow through in the end because he's waiting until, he's the same guy who's waiting 
until his girlfriend's gone and then Christmas has gone and New Year's gone and all of that because, you know, mm-hmm. he's got a problem at weekends and social occasions. So, you know, definitely not going to struggle over Christmas then. That's fine. Um, but he had the same. He was like, I respond really well to keto. And you're just like, okay, right. How much can I go in on this guy on a consultation call when, you know, you're hoping that the outcome is I get to work with you, I get you great results and you rave about me um, and you get me good social proof. But it, for someone who's so attached to something because of what they've done in the past, it is hard to coach out. But that's that's a lot of the fitness industry. A lot of the fitness industry is attached to what they've done or what they've seen someone else do. And then they think it's gospel. And in fact, the fitness industry is just built on these little pockets of niches and information that, of course, they think is correct because they're going to get results from it. Like this guy got results going keto because he was in a calorie deficit because he wasn't eating any carbs. So now he associates that he has to go keto for weight loss. He thinks that weight loss is keto. And then when he inevitably can't do keto because he's going out every weekend, he's then putting off getting in shape because he thinks that getting in shape is something that he can't do right now because he's got these events on. So his misinformation is leading him to get no results, even though the information that he had was, I got lean with keto, was factually correct, but it wasn't necessarily correct. Yeah, it's just a lack of understanding. It's that whole... um... It's almost like, like we use the golf analogy, it's almost like because someone's hit a ball in a straight line and it's got 150 yards and that's what they wanted to do, that all of a sudden they know how to play golf. But you did that, it's just that you did it once out of 100. Well, right? A few more times. <laughs> but, but is that one in a hundred? It's supposed to me off. Yeah, it's supposed to beat me off. Yeah. But um, it's that whole thing, just because you've done it once, that now means that that person thinks, oh, I can teach people how to play golf, I can teach people how to do this because they got it right once and that one time is the only thing time they remember, the only time it sticks to their mind. And like, that guy's on a call for a reason. That guy's on a call because he wants help. But yeah, he's coming on the call telling you what he's, what he, like he knows what he's doing. But yeah, he's reached out for help and it's like, well, why do you need help then if you know what you're doing? So obviously Keto isn't working for him. Obviously he isn't responding well to it at some point because he's asked for help. And it's that whole thing of sometimes people post up, like they get that one in a hundred shot, but they get it the first time. And then they're, they're the ones that are even more sure that they're right. And they're the ones that go, oh, well, I've got clients who've tried it. And then the ones that didn't succeed with that, they didn't want it enough. And the ones that did succeed, oh, yeah, they, that's because they'd stuck to a plan. And all of a sudden, you can see how this misinformation spread because you get one coach or two coaches who do their own plan, their own way. And then all of a sudden, what happens is that becomes gospel. They then get 10 clients, the results that way. They then share those 10 clients. And all of a sudden, you've got a situation where You've got 10 coaches saying that keto works. You've got 10 coaches saying calorie counting works. You've got 10 coaches saying cabbage soup diet works. And you know, the cabbage right near. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you just have this, this, I suppose, universe of Googling that goes on. People just try and find the best diet. They know someone who did a certain diet, they know someone else did another diet, and they're just left with this mass confusion of well, what works. And the reality is that no one really knows why these people who've done these diets in certain ways don't understand why they've worked. They just think that there's some magic in the protocol they've followed. Which we all know is because they've been in the kind of deficit for a long period of time. And the, the, the people who, um, like, you will, you will know if somebody is incorrect in their thinking, right, if they're so set on one method. So, like, you're obviously we're probably not the only people that you follow in the fitness industry. Arguably should be. Well, it should be. Um, but... 
you will know that somebody is wrong if they're so set on one idea. So from nutrition and training standpoint, you're talking somebody who says that carbs make you gain weight because of insulin, whatever, and they should go um, go keto. They have no explanation of how somebody would get lean by eating carbs. So that's that myth debunked pretty much straight away. You go, okay, well, you can say, well, this guy got lean eating carbohydrates, and you can pretty much just... They would have no comeback for that. I don't even know what their comeback is. Well, what, that's the thing. What, what is that? What, I don't know what their comeback is. Like, I think, I think it's. Um, I actually, God, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know what their comeback would be on that. I don't know whether they think people are lying that they got in shape. I don't know. But you'll see anything, like that. If somebody's so fixed on one thing that then they're not looking at the whole pie, Jenny. No. They're looking at the fitness industry through a. A real narrow keyhole um and then even if you're a coach it, it's the same thing with business mentors or coaching mentors or whatever if somebody's got one method or they're so attached to one method of doing something like we had a consultation with a guy um must have been two years ago now easily um and he was like you'll never grow your business unless you do it this way and his way was charge two and a half grand up front for, for your clients. Now, you've got no idea about our business and you're so fixed on that that you're not the right person for us. What, you know, what the right person for us would be would be someone who goes, okay, you believe in this, you believe in X, Y, Z, here's what you stand for, here are your values, beliefs, here's what you want to do, here's your preferences and here's how I can help you... Um, get to I guess an end result by taking all those into account and that's what a good coach does a good coach doesn't take your beliefs uh, and go well no that's rubbish you you need to, I'm going to plug you into this system or this strategy a good coach will go okay so straight away on the on the call with the guy I was like okay do you know what we could probably use keto to get you down then I said if you this if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but what I'll do is I'll coach you around it I'll coach you around the socials knowing full well that he would knock himself out of ketosis or whatever. And I and I kind of would, I would humour his thought process and then I would teach him along the way of being coached of a better way of doing things. So it's a coach who gives everybody the same plan or gives everybody the, the same uh, methodology isn't the right coach. And that's how, like Dan said, you get all these little niches of what people believe and Paul um the sound guy um and I mean he does the sound but he is also sound oh he's not sound there you go um was saying that he uh, was talking to a 15 year old guy who was on some shredding diet or something it was it was just chicken and um chicken and a wrap I think um probably for X amount of meals and you can see how that would work is that if he has four meals of just chicken and a wrap indefinitely you're going to lose weight so you can see how these things occur and then the guy inevitably loses weight and then inevitably can't stick to it he then regains some weight and then he thinks okay i need to lose weight again so he goes on the check-in and wrap diet again and it's just reinforcing these beliefs it's the same as women who do swimming world they lose a stone and then they regain the stone back when they're not like when they inevitably fail at swimming world but then because they lost the stone with Summer World the first time, they go back to Summer World. But they're not realising that why they're regaining the stone is because of Slimming World. 
that's not what they're realizing. Every single diet that is popular has had results because that's how they got popular is that they know someone, someone knows someone who got results with it. That's how these things become popular. And the thing you have to then step back and look at is going, right, well, why do these diets work for certain people? And some people like extremes, for example. Some people love the extremes. They love keto. They love the cabbage soup diet because to them it's like so extreme that what it's gonna, it's gonna work, it's bound to work. And that's true. For some personality types, that will be the best way of going. And again, when it comes to coaching, we have different types of clients. I've got some clients who are a bit more slow and steady their weight loss and they're trying to you know navigate social events and then we have a few clients who are a little bit more no give it to me the hardest it needs to be for eight weeks oh sounds a bit weird for eight weeks <laughs> got a job on going eight minutes long time um so they might do go out for eight weeks i'd rather be in a bigger deficit go a bit harder just say no to any social events and then be back to where they were and then carry on gaining muscle or whatever it needs to be and likewise with the gym with volume they'd rather go five times a week six times a week because they love it that much and then they need the guidance around you know worrying about being perfect and that sort of stuff as well but then there's some people who would actually rather take a more gradual approach to things and they want to go you know i'd rather go a little bit more slow can't do that um a little bit more slow and take their time with the deficit so that they can have that that element of, of flexibility and things and it's understanding that side of, of of humans when it comes to coaching is that we all need to be coached differently which is why these diets a lot of the time are extreme by nature and that's because they attract people who think that they want extreme results or extreme in the extreme nature of things but when it comes to it they can't they can't stick to it they can't stick to one week usually two weeks let's say and then the outliers who can stick to it they they use as the results yeah. whereas when it comes to coaching we don't we're not saying that we don't diet people quite aggressively because sometimes people need that and they want that and they can work with that and that's great blitz is aggressive blitz is aggressive and blitz goes on sale on the 28th of december 27th 27th yeah whatever that's it and that's the power that we have we want it to be um and then after that we then teach people how to then maintain those results right because that again is another cat fish altogether not literally um and, and that's and, the thing. And a rice cake. And a, yeah, well, maybe. Every, every other meal. Every other meal. Um, and it, it's trying to remember that, that with coaching, there's, it's about making sure that person's listened to and that their problems, we, we work with them and we take them where they need to go. Um, that's what coaching is. Just going with it. But yeah, no, that's the difference between coaching and diet plans. So diet plans are the extreme end of the spectrum. Right, and other people do them for because they want the extreme results. Whereas coaching will get you the extreme result just over a slightly longer time period, and you'll keep it off. Whereas the extreme results usually result from people going up, down, up, down, up, down all the time with their weight, rather than coaching, which is a bit more of a longitudinal look at things. It's a big one, um, and gets you to a point where you are able to then sustain and maintain results because you've learned why and how certain elements of the coaching have worked. Yeah, and. In terms of that as well, you like you said the the ones who are successful are almost like the the poster the the poster boy or poster girl or poster whatever you identify as. Um, they're they're the poster, and it, it's the same as when you're selecting a coach as well. I saw I saw somebody this week select a coach, and I just thought, why the fuck have you selected that coach? And the coach is quite obviously on steroids and, and is open about the steroids or whatever. But from the information that they that they put out, they're quite clearly not very knowledgeable. Um, and, and I thought that this guy was knowledgeable. And I probably thought wrong. Um, the guy's not knowledgeable. But it, it's not... Um, 
it, it's not correlative. Your, your, your knowledge is not correlative to, to, to how you look. So it can be easy to look at someone. And we've all did it when we were inexperienced. We'd look at the big guy or the in-shape girl in the gym and go, oh, I should probably do what they do. And now with social media, that's extrapolated because everybody who's in good shape is now on social media. Whether they're in the fitness industry or not, they've probably got some form of social media. And they're probably, if it's part of their life, they'll probably be posting bits about it. So you will start to look and go, okay, you know. And you will kind of compare what you're doing to what they're doing and then try to emulate it. And people get results by accident, like Dan said this before we started, it's by by accident, like not by what they know, it's by accident. It's the fact that it's not that they're doing something, you know, that they're using a certain brand of cream of rice or that they're using a certain brand of supplement or that they're training in this specific method or whatever, or that they're using bands on their reverse hack squats. It's none of those things. It's none of those things. And what it is, is is that for a long period of time, they've been consistent because they're interested in fitness. It's that they probably eat in high protein. It's that they probably get enough vegetables. It's that they probably get enough sleep. They probably drink enough water and they probably train hard. It's those things. And it's the minutia that doesn't matter. That's what got them results. And then probably drugs in this industry, let's be honest. It's those things that got them results and not the little detail they're spouting off about. So, like, with that, like, with the whole, like, banding things, with the supplements, with the, you know, meal one, meal two, meal three, all these things that you see people do. I said this to a client the other day. It's like looking at a supercar, right? Imagine if you had, like, a, a Range Rover, like, souped up to the max, right? If you took the brakes off that and put it on a Nissan Sunny, it would look ridiculous and it would be pointless. There's no use to them. There's no benefit of having it on there. You're better off just upgrading like the engine in that car, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use, right? But it's like that. It's like you're looking at people who are so far ahead of you, and I'm going to use the car analogy again, that they've got certain parts and certain bits of that car that you don't even need. You don't even need them. You just need to, to upgrade the basic model that you're on now. And it's trying to think of it again you can you can you can use all sorts of analogies like that same with houses with again all the extra things you get on houses and stuff like that it's it's just ridiculous to compare your your physique where you're at right now to those people who are on that journey when you do it in any other thing like i just said about the cars you can compare any other thing and you would go that's stupid it is stupid but that's what people do every single day with the gym is that they go into a gym and go oh the equivalent of there's a ferrari over there and you're, you're going in there, like I said, in a little Nissan Micro, going, oh, like that. Well, no, you can't do what that person's doing now because you don't have the capabilities. That car, that person, does have the capability. They need the ridiculous brakes, the ridiculous tyres, the insane alloys. They need all that. It's, it's trying to remember that every time you make a decision, you think about your food, your training, whatever it is, think about how far behind that person you are on your journey and be honest with yourself about that. And just remember that, and that's why with us, we, we're not anywhere near those people on our journey. So we, that's why we don't do those things, because it's pointless. It's pointless. The thing, the thing is that people like lo- love the extreme of that, and they think that if they're doing something, they want to do it well. And this is where it comes from, is that they want to do it well. So they want to do everything, because they've seen the big guy or the in-shape girl doing it, that if they do all of that, then they'll get results similar to that. And we all do that by nature. I, I had, I had Arnold's encyclopedia, as everybody had, and there was a beginner's workout, there was an intermediate workout, there's an advanced workout, and I was not advanced, 
But guess which workout I did? Who's going to do the beginner's workout? And it's the same as us saying, stick to the foundations. Because, 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 because psychologically, you think, well, I want advanced results. So I'm going to do the advanced if I'm doing it. And that's the psychology behind it. But that's not how it works. That isn't how it works at all. It's the same as even with your finance. Like Daniel used a car analogy, but with finance. You could look at a multi-millionaire billionaire and look at the investments that they're making and go, okay, that's what they're doing. So now me, without a pot to piss in, goes, okay, so I need to do that as well. Well, I don't have the same... I don't, I'm not on the same level playing field. It's not a level playing field. And what they're doing now with their portfolio, they're probably able to use more risk or whatever because they've got a larger pot to play with. They probably didn't do the same things when they first started out. So just as the person in shape is now, they might be training differently three months ago in this industry. Were they training three, to failure? Three weeks ago. Yeah, reps in reserves. What was it? What was it? Were they banning stuff? Were they not banning stuff? Did they have vibrams on? Did they not? Were they taking this supplement or were they sponsored by that company? Whatever. What they're doing now isn't a reflection of what they did when they were starting out because they probably made the same mistakes. They probably didn't do the foundations. They probably had to learn certain things along the way. And then they changed it up. And you can then argue that that person, who's to say that they wouldn't look better had they used a different approach? Mm -hmm. So you can't, you will never know. So using somebody else as your own science experiment of what should be should be happening it's not the case and often a lot of the best people who are in the best shape are the worst coaches because they've always been in good shape they don't know how, what it feels like to fail lifts or to want to go out with your friends or to drink alcohol or to not eat chicken and broccoli for every meal they don't know how it feels they've never been out of shape they don't know what it what what the psychological barriers that's preventing you from getting in shape are so arguably, the better coaches are the ones who have struggled with those things because they have experience, they have empathy. Because coaching is less about what brand of cream of rice or whether you've done seven reps or nine reps on a banded reverse hack squat. That isn't coaching, but that's what people think coaching is. Coaching is about dealing with someone on their level, because <laughs> I could talk to all most of life. It's about dealing, that's an office quote, it's about dealing with somebody on their level, giving them what they want, packaged up in a step-by-step, easy-to-use approach that breaks down each week and deals with the challenges that each week faces so that they're able to be consistent over the long term. Whereas people go, no, it's not about that. It's more about all of these supplements, shotgun approach, okay, failing two weeks. And that's what people do. And I think, like, I, I tried to put this in a post, but I couldn't find the words. Um, I'm sure I'll find them at some point. Um, and I think that there's a bit of, I don't know if, if for, for a lot of people there's a bit of, I don't think it's even the word is embarrassment. I think it's internally, they go for things that are more advanced or seem more advanced to them because they think and they genuinely believe that they've tried the simple things. They genuinely believe that the simple things that they've tried um, are, are enough. And it's like, no, you haven't done them consist for consistently uh, for a consistently long period of time. You've just kind of half-assed it. And I think it's that sense of, it can't be this simple because if it was, I'd be able to do it. And I think there's a bit of like embarrassment, a bit of saving face that like they try the advanced stuff, they try the advanced workouts or the advanced um, diets or the extreme diets because their view of it is, well, if it was that simple, I'd just be able to do it. No, I've tried. And it can't be that simple because otherwise yeah. I'd be able to do it. And I'm, I'm not a failure. I'm not a failure. So it must be because I'm not I'm not doing this, the advanced stuff. It's because I'm not doing what that coach over there is doing or that bodybuilder over there is doing. It's like, no, mate, it's not. 
So if it's to do with that, you need to swallow your pride a bit and go, actually, it is quite simple. It is a case where I need to just say no more often. It is a case where I need to be a little bit mentally stronger. Um, because I think that's the, the biggest mindset thing that holds people back is that they don't believe it can be as simple as it is because they genuinely think that they've done that already. They think they've done that bit for long enough, for an extended period of time, whatever it might be. And the reality is they haven't, because if they did, they'd get results. Um, and it's a bit of like an ego check. It's kind of like, well, it can't be that simple. It even, can't be. Even with us, it. even with us, it creeps in. Right, even with me, right? Like, I've had thoughts over the last few like, months. Mike still won't let me go uh, past the pink dumbbells. He still won't let me yeah, try Yeah, you can't. Ones. You're not ready for them yet. I've seen you. Um, but it happens with us. Like, it really does. Like, I will have this internal battle with myself, right, where I'll go, you're nearly the basics. You're doing all of that. Well, like, like sh- should should you start to use an assistant? Like, you can't do any more. But then you, you give yourself a slap around the face and go, are you joking me? Like, are you joking me? You're doing nothing. Like, but you can convince yourself that you've got my diet's... The amount of consultations. Yeah, my diet's okay. Uh, you know, but, but this... Well, it's not okay. And it never is okay. You're usually low on protein, which I am. Blah, blah, blah. All about me. But it's... You'll convince yourself that there's something missing. And even even me, should I do this? Should I? No, Mike, come on, you're being fucking stupid. And it took our photo shoot, and I just thought, all of these guys are in shape. They look fucking incredible on these on these pictures. They look great. And I know what it's taken them to get there, because I've set it for them. They've done the basics, and they look fucking phenomenal. And they've eaten well consistently for a period of time, and they've trained hard. So I can't... I can't try a different approach before I've tried that. Because it's, you're looking for a shortcut that's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. We've all done it. We still, I, like I said, I still do now. We went to, um, we went up to the golf club, as you said, didn't we? We looked around the fitness thing, the yeah. fitness centre. And I haven't joined a gym yet in Dubai or anything like that. There's a gym there, and part of the membership was you get the gym. And we walked in, and I was a bit like, oh, it's not loads of stuff here. But I was looking around going, well, yeah, but at the moment I'm lifting no weights, so... Yeah. It doesn't really make a difference. Like it's there's enough in there for me to get a good workout. And then I went home and I was like, oh, I don't know if there's really going to be enough there. What if I need to find another gym? And I'm like, no, I can write a program that if I train in there for 12 weeks in a row, I'd make progress. There's enough stuff in there without shadow of a doubt. And it's we all get it. We all creep out. Oh, there's not a there's not a, there's not a really good plate loaded leg press in there though. Mm. Well, yeah, but there's 23 dumbbells. Do Bulgarian split squats for 15 reps. You're super fucking. Mm. hurt your legs like it's that whole thing of like we think we need certain things or we think we need a bigger gym or access to more plates or access to more of this like you, you sometimes need to just again check yourself and go you're not where you think you are you you're, that's what you want to be maybe you want to be that person that guy but I always bring it back to looking at things like gymnasts so when people say to me like oh I haven't got enough weights to build um, to build muscle I haven't got enough stuff in the gym I'm like go look at a gymnast's body they just use like rings they do pull ups they do like body weight stuff, right? Or do look at people who do calisthenics stuff to, and tell me that you need all these heavy weights. You don't. You don't need really, really heavy weights. You need to be ruthlessly consistent with what you're doing. And the reality is, yes, a nice gym can make it a nice motivating environment for you to go to and want to be in. But like we said about that gym, the reality is, well, no, if I come here four times a week, it's better than what I'm doing at the moment, which is absolutely nothing. So I need to go and I need to do that first. Yes. But people don't want to hear it. And we, we have to swallow our pride sometimes. We have to go, look, you know, we don't need a leg press with 400 kilos on it. Yeah. Just don't need it at the moment. Because just don't need it. it. Yeah, you almost don't want to do something by fearing that it's inferior. It's almost like, I don't want to waste my effort when this is not as good as what it could be. But it, 
it's, it's better than what it is if it's nothing. Yeah, 100% effort on something that's suboptimal it's the same. is far better. Than we, yeah, far we, we, we do the same thing. Like, you see all this all or nothing approach in everybody that if they can't do it perfect, they don't do it at all. But it's the same as going, well, that's like saying if I can't drive 70 miles an hour, then it's pointless even starting the car. Like, you can't drive 70 miles an hour everywhere. It's the same all or nothing approach, 100%. Um, same as those people who drive home from the gym because they forgot their pre-workout. It's like, well, no, like, because it, it's almost like, well, if I'm not going to have my pre-workout, it's it's no all point training. It's no point training. Why is the workout like wasted? No, it's not. But anyway, I think that's enough. Uh, enough of the bicep section onto the uh, um, onto the banter um, in the loosest term. You know, well, possible. I mean, there is there's two. I mean, I don't know if you want to go with. Uh, Tell the, like, um, give a clue of the title. Just, like, say one word out of the title, right, of each of them, and then I'll pick. Okay, right. So we've got either, one word is Carveries. Carveries, okay. Or Hedgehog. <laughs> hedgehog. <laughs> hedgehog. Okay. Hedgehog. I always love the fact, right, on these stories that the... The, the, the person who's always got their face on the article, I just love it. And yeah. full name as well, of course. Startled, probably. Okay. Pervert. Put. Okay. <laughs> First word. Pervert put pygmy hedgehog up his bottom. <laughs> right, wait. Subheadline. Fury as monster escapes jail term. Yeah, true. Monster? Yeah. Weirdo, I don't know, a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> and then next to the... Uh, very, two very different ways of looking at that. You'll see from us through there. And then next to the next to the picture of him is a little thing saying prick. Well <laughs> <laughs> words. Eva Watkinson suffered lacerated anus. Good. I, I, he deserves it. Yes. Um a perv who paid £175 for a trendy pygmy hedgehog shoved the six-month-old creature up his own bottom for sexual excitement. Wow. But he wasn't doing anything else, was he? Yeah, no, what, <laughs> what else was he doing? Cleaning it. Yeah. No. Although, some hedgehogs do make very good cleaners. There you go, apparently. Astonishingly, the spiny mammal survived the ordeal, but warped Godfrey Watkinson was left needing hospital treatment for a lacerated anus and perforated rectum. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there. Do you think this guy should get NHS treatment for doing that? See, see now, this is going off on a tangent here, right? But I think with the NHS and stuff like that, I think there needs to be a system. Yeah. Whereby self-inflicted things like that, that shouldn't be paid for by the tax tax man or the, us or whatever. That should be paid. That so should be paid for. Let's turn this dark. What happens if I'd self-harmed? That's different. Is it? Why? Yeah, because that's a an illness. This guy isn't ill. Well, well actually, he is pretty ill. And it, yeah, I, I'm not even. Right, anyway, if this guy came in and I was doctor, I'd be like, I'm not doing it. I get what you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it's like, well, where do you yeah, draw the line? Draw the line. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a self harm, to be honest. But um, self pleasure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, I fell on it. It'll come in. I fell on fell it. On it. Fell on it. That's oh, what it just doing went it. all the yeah, way up. That's, it, yeah. that's why you can't do it. You see, there we go. Case closed. Um, should I say that? It's my okay. <laughs> um, yeah, concern. What Watkinson contact police who after questioning police Watkinson, police. Oh no no no! Concerned medical staff okay. contacted police who, after questioning Watkinson, found the bedraggled hedgehog along with what they called a sundry sex apparatus in the 49-year-old's flat. Oh, can you imagine that guy's flat? Oh. 
Do you know what? Like, I've heard of this. Just hedgehogs everywhere. I've heard of this. A what? I've heard of it. What? Not with hedgehogs. I think what he's done is he's gone wrong. So I've heard of this with hamsters. That Have you heard of this? No, I don't yeah. go on those websites. Me either. Not for a long time. <laughs> but they have a tube. Right? No. Yes. They don't. Yes, they don't have a runner. They don't have a runner. They have a runner. No, they don't. Yes, they do. So they have a tube that they put up their bum and then they let the hamster go up and down. Yeah. It's not going to And and it is that tickling, that that little, uh, uh, you know, the little scratching and stuff like that in there. Don't believe it. But what he's done is he's found a similar small mammal and gone, well, that'll do. No. And then not put two and two together that it's actually covered in in, now, in spines. Yeah, the problem here, I reckon, with hedgehog in that scenario... In needles. ...is that it's going to go in all right. It's getting it out. It's like a fish hook. It, yeah. But it, surely he's going to... Right, surely there's a point at which he's grabbed this hedgehog and he's looked at it and gone, no, he hasn't, has he? Because he hasn't got a brain. I just yeah. realised. We'd look at it and go, that's not going to come out the same way it went in. Whereas he's going, he'll turn around in there. Yeah, probably. He'll walk out. He'll just yeah, like just <laughs> yeah, whistling, oh, whistle, with yeah. his paper under his yeah, arm, paper, whistling, yeah, yeah. yeah, walking the dog. Yeah, unbelievable. Morning, Brian. <laughs> yeah, rough night. <laughs> like, what was he expecting? The hedgehog has since been taken in by an animal welfare charity and being kept at an undisclosed location, just in case he finds it. Undisclosed? Why is he texting? He's not going to text him, is he? And be like, oh, mate, I really enjoyed going up your ass. Why, why are they undisclosed? Why are they undisclosed? Like, that's the secret part of the, the story. It doesn't matter where the hedgehog is now, does it? Surely. You would have thought so. Watkinson last week pleaded guilty to a specimen charge of causing unnecessary, unnecessary suffering yeah. and was fined £200 and banned from keeping hedgehogs porcupines or something else I can't pronounce for 10 years okay right. say what you will about perverts but they're not lazy like he, he's 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 not going to stick to those rules because those are the rules before he did it yeah the rules yeah. are don't put them up your bum <laughs> yeah. and just by them saying well you mustn't put them up your bum now it, it, say what you will about them but I don't think he's he's in it to stick to the rules. Him. Yeah. I don't think that's going to stop him. Yeah. And also, why are we just stopping at those three things with spikes on? Yeah. It's Surely, surely it should just be anything. Yeah. Any animal. A- yeah, any animal. Surely. You know, there's evidence. Last night, Watkinson, who runs an internet-based fetish contact group, Cossius, attempted to defend his outrage against the laws of both man and God. When Sunday Sport tracked him down to his run-down flat in South London... <laughs> Yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, we, we could have assumed that, but... Yeah. <laughs> know, yeah. He spends his money on hedgehogs. He reluctantly told us, it was my hedgehog, and if I chose to insert it in my bottom, that's not my true. business. No, not, not true. Do that. You can't do that, mate. Not on an inanimate object. You can't say, that's my son. If I choose to shove him up my bum, you know, that's paedophilia, for one. So, the court accepted that no lasting harm came to the animal punished me for my sexuality and that is contrary to my rights under the European Human Rights Act. Rubbish. I would take my case to the Strasbourg Court but I have to sign on this Monday. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He doesn't know what the Strasbourg Court is. No. I didn't know. I didn't know what the Strasbourg Court was. No. I don't know what that is. And this guy, yeah, this guy has not said that. And if he was that intent, what, like, they make the journalists making out like there's the choice of Mm. Strasbourg Court, shiny, big thing, but I'm going to sign on. They belittled in there. Yeah. Because th- that wouldn't be a choice. 
Yeah, not very neutral German, though, is it? No. That's a bit harsh. But to be fair, I would rather them sway in that way than, than with him. Yeah. You know? Gwendoline Paxton of Hedgehog Charity Spines Are Fine. What? What are that name is? Rage. Who is running a hedgehog charity? There spines, is a job for everything. Spines Are Fine as well. Yeah, they not are. even just like the UK hedgehog charity. Surely there's only one of them. Yeah. Surely. Surely. Not that many. I once saved the hedgehog, do you know that? No, genuine. Where you put it? It was oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, funny you say. Um, it was actually stuck in a McFlurry. Um, oh yeah, I in a car that. in a yeah. carton with the plastic around its head. All the way through, probably. Yeah, no, I didn't. Because the spines, you should probably just take the top off and push all the way through. I, t- I just I just took the top off, and then it was free to just. Oh, it was stuck in the actual. Okay, yeah, I thought it might have been like yeah. just around its neck. No, no, no. Um, she raged. Why is the monster free to walk the streets? There is nothing to stop him putting another hedgehog up his ghastly bottom. The mind boggles. Did what do they that? want to do, though? I think she said ghastly bottom as well. Oh, but honestly, what do they want to do? What Lock him up? You can't lock him up for that. Like, it's weird, but you can't... Why is he still... Why is the monster still roaming the streets? Paedophiles get four years. Like, th- those are the ones who should be in jail for longer. Yeah. Not a guy just ramming a fucking... Hedgehog up Spines are fine and going to be on you now for that, mate. You can't say that. I know, yeah. In the interest of Well, justice, they're the ones advertising it. But it's true. Spines are fine. Well, don't call your company Spines are fine then if you don't want him to think that it's not fine. Yeah. In the interest of justice, Sunday Sport has passed Watkinson's address to various extremist animal rights groups. What? Um, they passed his details on. To extremist animal rights groups. I mean, Oh, thanks, Sunday Sport. Thanks a lot. Poor guy. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sunday Sport, for dropping me right in it. Yes, there you go. That was the... Uh, they can't do that. I think that's bang out of order, but... Uh, Isn't it? I mean, it's so easy, to be fair. So. That is like... Two wrongs don't a, make a right. Printing a paedophile's address in the paper. He'll be lynched. Lynched. By, you know... Hedgehogs Anonymous. Hedge, which I would assume are people in fleeces, uh, walking boots, um... You know, ramblers, uh, and and that kind of people who dress a lot in beige. Yeah, like I think that, that that's what I would say. That's what I would say. They probably live in a house with a wicker roof. That's what I. If I say they're part of Hedgehogs Anonymous. Yeah, that's the type of person that I'm thinking about. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I know Weird, exactly. Yeah. Like that type of person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've got a tartan blanket in their car. Mm. Someone like that, tartan blanket in their car. Might have those beads on. Sometimes. See, or they definitely got something dangling from their their mirror, their their rearview mirror. They've got some like fancy beads hanging down from it, maybe something like that. Oh, I'm th- spiritual. I'm thinking, oh, possibly. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, maybe um, a different ethnicity that would be associated with that, not just hedgehogs. So, say anything, mate, so. There you go. Can't get me on that. Can't get you. Can't get you on that. Anyway, I think that is all for this week. So, do all this stuff to it. You know, on your wall. Yeah, share it on your wall. Share it on that feed. Fax it to someone. Yeah, all that stuff. Or fax it. You know, do, do all that. Jazz. All that sort of Come thing. on, do it. You can see how awkward we get around these parts you know of the, of the, of the show yeah. is it show though yeah you see how I reckon it's just coming out just before Christmas as well so Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas everyone because um, it doesn't feel like Christmas in Dubai I'll be honest it's a bit weird when it's sun's out it? but I'm not going to complain at all it's nice it's alright um, but yeah it doesn't feel like Christmas but so yeah have a great Christmas because I think this is going to be coming out on the 20th my maths is no. right no 23rd maybe 23rd 24th 
Really? No one's going to listen on Christmas Eve. No. We need to talk about scheduling. If it's been Christmas, I hope you had a lovely Christmas. <laughs> if it's about to be Christmas, there you go. We can edit in post. I hope everybody had a lovely Christmas, everyone. Right, Paul, you can chop that in and try it out the front <laughs> if he's after Christmas. Uh, but we'll see. Whatever's happened, hope it's been good. Have a good one. Bye.